Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, Ron Russell and Deirdre Serego, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Echo! What's up? Okay, good. The echo went away. <laughs> that, was, that was my echo we got remover. We show for you guys today. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. What's up, chat room? Before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, everybody. Look what's going on here. Well, RuPaul. Oh has fallen in love with Superman. And Superman is in love with RuPaul. And do you know why? Because I played B-N-G-B's new song, Love. There and you they go. And fell in love because that song makes everybody fall in love. The only thing is, Superman got a little nasty because RuPaul didn't realize that he, she was sitting down with her legs a bit too open. I think Superman's going to be in for a big surprise when he finds out that RuPaul is a drag queen. But we'll find out later what Superman thinks. Right now, he's so in love, he doesn't care if she's a drag queen. (laughs) And that's what's going on today, folks. What's up? We got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, Chad. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Ron Russell. No, it's Superman trying to look up RuPaul's skirt. How is that what it is? I had a guy at the table. He was making obscene gestures with his hands, and it was disgusting. Superman's supposed to be pure and clean. What up, fellas? How you doing? 
Good. We Good. miss you, Chad. We're like, it's so different being here compared to in the studio with you. So like, uh, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the show. We got a great show for you guys today. We got Bo Keister coming on later on. He's actually in one of my all-time favorite movies, Remember the Titans, one of my favorite movies. And uh, hello, chat room. Carla Flores in there, Iris Ginger. Morley, what's up, Morley? Jason Fisher, all kinds of people. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. And, um, and we're having the best weather. It was almost 70 degrees today. And I put all the patio furniture out and all the, the, the cushions on the patio and hosed it down. And now it looks so beautiful, the patio. And watch. it's going to be 20 tonight. Yeah, watch. It'll snow tomorrow. Morley says it's a blizzard where he is. It's going to be 20 tonight. So it's 70 today and it's going to be 20 tonight. No, it's, it's funny. It's not going to be 20. They said 29 or 30 possible, but it may not. You know, this is crazy weather because of, of you know, the aliens are controlling our climate now. So you guys know this is our first week back in Pennsylvania in our home studio. Um, we've been gone for several weeks, and we had all kinds of things waiting for us when we got home. So I want to give some shout-outs real quick. Start off with a singer-songwriter who's been on the show several times, Mr. Hartley Mandel. Sent us his brand-new CD. It's called The Other Side of Reality. It's got a whole bunch of songs on it. It's a great, great album. I'm sure you can go to HartleyMandel.com and get it. Um, so we want to thank Hartley for sending this to us while we were gone, and I've been listening to it. Uh, we've only been back a day, but it's a really great CD, and everybody should go out and get it. Also, Sarah Adareth, who was the dance, beautiful dance disco diva we had on three weeks ago, sent us uh, like both autographed pictures, and she's like totally gorgeous, like a movie star. Yeah, but my autograph picture was much nicer than the one she sent Jimmy because she wrote nicer stuff on mine. Than no, she, she didn't. Did. She did so, Jimmy. You didn't even, I didn't even read you mine. Yes, well, mine said I'm the hottest guy on the planet. She never said <laughs> that. She never said that. You're such a liar. She said you're, you're very nice, blah, blah, blah. Mine picture she put, oh, like forget it. She wrote like a whole story on my picture. She, she wrote, wrote a story she said, on mine. She too. said I was such an asset to the show that I was fabulous that we should call it the Ron Russell Show yeah. with Jimmy Star. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, she In did. In the meanwhile, I would like to thank my 396,000 Twitter followers for following me. <laughs> and I'd like to thank my 17 to 20,000 readers of my Facebook page every week. Thank you for reading and plugging in and telling me what it is you like and what it is you don't like. Happily, the likes are better than the dislikes. Also, speaking of happy, I'm happy that we have a new sponsor. And I'll let Jimmy tell you all about it. Yeah, you guys, check it all out. Go to thecollectionhouse.com. It's, it's a really cool website, and it's a, a website that sells autographed memorabilia and movie props and all kinds of stuff like that, and it's really, really cool. It's the Collection House. Go to collectionhouse.com. It's they have, awesome. They have like a warehouse full of stuff. Really, really so cool you, stuff and all know. kinds of sports memorabilia, jewelry, stamps, movie memorabilia, TV memorabilia. It's all really cool. Music memorabilia. So check it out, thecollectionhouse.com. And I want to go in there. You know why? Because there was a game I used to play when I was a child, and I loved it so much. It was Go to Jail, and it was by um, Eddie Cantor. It was Eddie Cantor's Go to Jail uh, board game. And we used to have so much fun with it. Maybe now I won't because I'm a little older. But I'd like to see if the warehouse has it. You know what? I'm sure. You know, I just bought two. I bought Tomitronic Tennis on eBay, which was like the first video game I ever had as a kid. Okay, so I think they have everything known to men. Anyway, go to the collectionhouse.com and have some fun. It's a great place to go to give gifts. You know, you always have friends that like memorabilia. Absolutely. And we're going to have a cool, cool uh, music show today because there's so much new music out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, this is New Music Tuesday for the Spectrum Music Group. I just want to give a shout out because we have uh, 
Orlando Napier's new album, the complete album, L.A. Rhapsody, is available as of yesterday on iTunes. It includes Pointless, which we're going to play later on in the show. That she um, dances to. And then Chris Starr's single, Your Show, came out yesterday on iTunes, and it's doing extremely well, and I hope everybody goes and downloads it. Uh, we have a new single uh, out by a, an artist named Alan Rose, and we're going to play that in just a minute. And the name of the single is called Alien, so Ron's going to love it. Well, because it's our forefathers. <laughs> And uh, we're going to play but that be, one in a minute. But before we get to all Hang that on, stuff. I got, I'm not finished. I got one more to go. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Sit, boy. Sit. And I got Deborah Bonham's new album, Spirit, coming out. You guys know Deborah Bonham. And uh, Robert Plant plays the harmonica on a couple of the songs. It's super great. The name of the album is Spirit. And it's also available on iTunes as of yesterday. Go ahead. Okay. We had a fabulous drive up from Palm Beach to Atlanta. And we've got to the home of BNGB. And let me tell you, all 11,000 square feet of her home is breathtakingly magnificent. That's how stars live. True stars, uh, you know, entertaining stars with, with albums and songs and dances and tours and all kinds of stuff. Uh, there was a lovely gang of people there, the most talented people I've ever met. Um, lots of R&B people, her choir, her backup singers. Angie performed for us at her baby grand piano and sang a few songs. But, of course, she sang her song, which is called Love. It's going to be coming out soon. And it, Jimmy and I have chosen it to be our wedding song when we do our wedding party in Florida next year. Even though we got married, we never had a party because we never know, knew where to do it. Now we've decided to do it in Florida. So all of those that are invited are welcome to come to Florida to our wedding. Party. It's really not a wedding. It's just it's a, a party. party. A wedding party. Um, Angie was the best hostess. The food was incredible. The booze was incredible. But mostly the the uh, the beauty of her home and the way she captures you and makes you a guest and does everything for you. Jimmy and I slept in the guest room, which was a complete apartment with kitchen, living room, media room. It was like I could have moved in and lived there forever. Anyway, Angie BNGB is like my new friend. If you read Facebook, you got it. I love her to death. Um, I don't care if we never work together, just as long as we always remain friends, because she is my friend till the end. And we're definitely working together, and we got some big things in the pipeline. Big stuff, big stuff coming We can't up. talk about it yet, nope. but it's going to be coming. We want to give a couple shout-outs, too. We met some really cool people. Uh, Mike Buckholtz, who is a multi-platinum, singer, a multi-platinum songwriter. Uh, and he actually did a whole bunch of stuff for MC Hammer when MC Hammer was on top of the world. And uh, he also wrote that song, Too Legit to Quit. We met him, coolest guy ever. Uh, we're going to be doing some work with him. And we also met Felton Pilates, who actually is a one-time platinum, five-time gold-selling artist. He's also got a Grammy and an Academy Award nomination. So like, we were definitely like in... In the presence of great talent, and it was yeah. so much fun. We had a blast. Angie hangs around with heavy people. But listen to this. A bunch of the guys got together from her chorus, and they began to sing the old rock and roll, Boy Was I in Heaven, the songs that they sang when I was a little kid. And I felt like I was right there back in 1950, whatever, 960, and these guys were singing for me. It was a fun evening. Uh, again, and BNGB, well, I call her La Belle. BNGB because to me she's my new Patty LaBelle. Uh, she sings maybe a little better than Patty LaBelle, but Patty's the best in my book. 
Actually, too, like last Wednesday after we left you, Chad, we went to a recording studio in Miami and hung out with Donna Allen. She was on the last season of The Voice. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal singer, and uh, she's going to have all kinds of cool stuff coming out. She also had a hit song on the soundtrack to The Specialist with Sylvester Stallone and Sharon Stone in the 90s, and she she sang with Gloria Estefan. I mean, she's like another super. We, we hung out with like total tons of superstars this last couple of weeks. Well, superstars yeah, awesome. do that. You know, it's, it's amazing how we always thought of Florida as like a dead end. Not so. Florida has opened so many new doors for Jimmy and myself as well. Uh, we have lots of parties to go to in New York. Uh, a very good friend of mine who I met that night is a fashion designer, and he's having a big fashion thing in in September, which I will. He's going to be in Fashion Week. Yeah, I will talk to you about it then, and he promises I will meet every big designer from Donna Donna Karen down to Jimmy Choo and everybody else. So that should be exciting going to that fashion show. Of course, I'm going with the camera crew, and we're going to film some of it and somehow get it out to you. Uh, Jimmy and I are anticipating possibly having a TV show now and going on television. So if we're on TV, then you don't have to Skype in. You could see us on YouTube and every week. Well, so, you could do both. We well, you could do yeah, it will be like 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 you know what? It'll we're be all a different over the place. show. It'll be a radio show and a TV show. There'll be two separate. Oh, things. we're doing two shows. Yeah, well, I can't do, do I get one. paid for two or just for one? Uh, uh, well, you don't get paid for any. You get the, 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 the he gets yeah. the luck to be with on the show with me. Could you imagine? <laughs> I've been on this show for a year and a half and I haven't seen a penny. You yeah. know what he says to me? We're married. Spend whatever you like. <laughs> I don't spend anything. I use my own money. I don't want to spend his money. So it works for me. Although, it works for me. Although, <laughs> I did ask him for a few hundred thousand so we could buy the apartment in Florida. Now we'll see if he's going to do it, folks, if he keeps his word. We're going to be moving to Florida soon. Yeah, and he Coming promised, on back. I won't give you the amount, but it's many hundred. Then we're going to be sitting with you, Chad, and bothering you. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Jimmy promised me. It'll be awesome. It's, it's, it's a lot easier, believe me. Jimmy promised me a few hundred thousand so I could buy this beautiful apartment that we found. Now let's see if he goes we'll through. We'll see after the whole thing works out. We're working mm-hmm. on it. Right. So in the meantime, while he's waiting for his hundred thousand, we got a great show for you. No, 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 few, 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 honey bun. Not ooh, not uh, uno, ooh. <laughs> while he's waiting for his few Jeez. hundred thousand. Few, f, few, few. I said say, few. I said oh, okay. few. Gosh. I, I, I saw on the air now. People are going to hold you to it. You cheap. That's skate. fine. We also want to give a shout out to Irish Ginger. <laughs> She's got a show on W Four C Y Fridays, five p.m. Eastern time. The Irish Ginger Show. She has great musical guests, so everybody tune in and check it out. And um, like I was talking about before, we got a new song coming out, and it's also going to be on a compilation CD coming out next week. The name of the artist is Alan Rose. I believe he's British. This is a really cool song. He's a rock artist who did a dance track. The name of the song is Alien. Uh, I want to play it for you guys, see what you guys think. This is the the world premiere of it. It hasn't been played anywhere yet. And uh, the name of the song is Alien, so I thought I thought that Ron was going to dig it. And Chad, you ready to go with it? Always. All right, you guys, this is the song Alien by Alan Rose, available now on iTunes. Check it out. So it started like this, a simple kiss. I don't know how it hit me. I started running. I didn't know that love could have looked like this. Next I knew, we were flying so high I couldn't touch the ground. Then we suddenly landed in a world so right I feel at home now. Home now. I'm beginning to feel your love 
so ambitious. I didn't know that love could exist up here, a million miles away from a place that I would call my hometown. And so it's up to you then. As I said, this is what I feel at home now. Home now. available now on iTunes uh, worldwide and it was fun right did you dig it did you listen to the lyrics i love the lyrics i love the song and RuPaul loved dancing to it she was i know she's crazy. exhausted and everybody fire. says you're crazy <laughs> all the people in the chat room oh awesome oh crazy oh awesome oh, i'm not crazy <laughs> Just look at the fun i bring to the show we have a puppet show that's right and ron loves puppets i was a puppeteer when i was a little boy and i used to invite all the, i used to build my own puppet uh, stand, you know, showcase uh, stage, and I would invite all the kids from my block to come in my backyard, and I would do puppet shows, and I'd do everybody's voice, and I always had a glamorous, sexy, you know, slinky singer with a slit in a gown and big bazooms, sort of like a Jane Russell, uh, you know, doll puppet. And I had an evil bitchy girl that used to fight with her. And look how good our like look how good our set looks. Yeah, it looks great. So everybody, if you think I'm crazy, screw you. <laughs> oh, no, cra- crazy as in fun, not crazy. Oh, crazy as fun, bad. Right, but it's- crazy nutty. No, I'm not. I just like puppets, and I think RuPaul's a sweetie pie. I love this doll. He stuff. loves RuPaul, Chad. He told That's- me like. Never ever can we ever get rid of no, RuPaul. I'm telling the this world. This doll cost a fortune, and I'm banging it around like it was a rubber doll. Or it's not. This doll is a lot of money, by the way. It's a one of a kind, and it was made by a sensational artist. I don't know his name. It's on the doll. Now, somewhere. does Ru stay out of the bedroom? Yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, because everything that's made out of fabric. Then it get crazy. <laughs> was that what kind of 
kind of crap was that? <laughs> Chad, did we bring the doll into the bed? I'm not that weird. Just wondering. J- Jimmy might do a. What too? We went. We went after the show last week too, Chad. We went to Shane and Frank's house and we played Wii for like three hours, and I've never what? done that in my entire life, and it was so much fun. To this day, I've still never played Wii. It is so. But you play video games, though, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do. Not as much anymore, but I've never done the Wii. Oh, we bowled. We bowled, we bowled. and played tennis and, I and the ping boats. pong. The boats, I was hysterical. I couldn't get my boat to go straight. They're going around and around in circles, and it hit a ship. Yeah, I mean, we typical. were cracking up laughing. We That's really funny. had a good time. Not to mention the food. Wow. Frank is from Czechoslovakia, and he made Czech food, and it was delicious. The kibasas and all the wonderful things that went with it. Then they did a, a goulash, which is this beautiful brown gravy with little cubes of beef. And, you know, I'm not a, a red meat eater at all, but I, I didn't want to offend them. And I had the few cubes, and they were quite nice. They didn't taste like a raw cow that was a dead animal. So, because, you know, I buy beef in the supermarket in a bag. It doesn't come from an animal. Like chicken. I don't buy chickens. I buy stuff in a plastic bag in the supermarket. No. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, if I think of what they were alive, I sure as the hell don't want to eat them dead. So do you, I mean, I you know, know chicken that. is so cute. How could you eat a chicken? Actually, and Shane's going to be on the Irish Ginger Show on April 4th. Very oh, cool. Good. Great. And so we had so much fun, Chad, except for the boat one is the only one. Like, I couldn't do it. Like, they had, you had to steer these little boats going over the. Over the waves and stuff, and I totally got seasick just watching it. Are you serious? Yeah, I had to quit. I couldn't play it. I was going to, like, barf all over the place. My favorite thing was the boats because I was crashing into everything. I was hysterical laughing. must have been a large screen. I couldn't steer the goddamn thing because I was laughing my brains out. But we had a lot of fun. And then, you know, also up in Florida, we had dinner at Grant and Susie's. They did a beautiful dinner. and, and We watched the Academy Awards. And we watched the Academy Awards at night. And then we had wonderful dinner at Chef... Uh, Kim Namoli, and she who was made, our guest last week. Yeah, she made a fabulous dinner for Jimmy and I, and she knows that I don't eat certain foods, so she designed this wonderful dinner for me. And she knows that Jimmy loves twice baked potatoes, so she made that for Jimmy, and Jimmy freaked out. Tell him, yeah, it was the best twice baked potato I ever had. I never had one before, but I loved it. <laughs> no, you did. You had twice baked before. You told me you liked them. You just didn't know what they were. Oh, I didn't know what they were. Well, either way, it was the best potato I've ever had, like well, in my yeah. in my twenty years. Well, you know. Uh, chef, chef Kim Namoli, she's the galley chef. You know, she's the gal that she just. We did. had her on last week. Everybody am I knows allow- her. Yeah, am I allowed to say the, the star that she cooked for? No. Huh? No. Anyway, it's a big, big top designer. One of the, the most famous uh, clothing designers in the world. Just think of a super duper name. It was a thirty-three million dollar yacht. Now, could you imagine thirty-three million bucks for a canoe? That's a lot of money, baby. Anyway, she cooks on all these extravagant yachts. If I had thirty-three million dollars, I would not spend it on a boat. Well, if you had his money, you'd—that's like a drop in the bucket to this guy. This guy's been around <laughs> a long time, and he's like probably the number one designer in the country. I wish I could give no, his not name. anymore. He's not. He used to be. Well, he's I, big. I, if I could give He's not a whole couture uh, designer. He's uh, a common designer. I'm just going to give out the initials. CK. That's not the initials. That's not the right designer. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong. Was it Calvin, wasn't Calvin It wasn't Klein? Calvin Klein, no. Oh, I got that wrong, too? Oh, screw me. It so wasn't. go ahead. It was Calvin Klein. No, wait a minute. Oh, I know who it was. His initials are PC. No, that's close. But Pierre Cartan? You know, it's not actually him, anyway. It wasn't anyway. Pierre Cartan? You know that the actual designer himself isn't alive anymore. The, the people who own the company is who she cooked for, because the actual designer himself Well, we could, then we could give his name if he's dead. It doesn't matter. He won't get upset. It was Perry Ellis. Perry Ellis. That's what I said all along. <laughs> P.E. Yeah, P.E., not P.C. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's okay. Anyway, she cooks for everybody in the planet, and I love and adore her. She's been my dearest friend for many, many, many moons. We, we, we've been friends for since 25 years ago. It's awesome. we went to Marilyn Berry's house. Marilyn Berry has a mansion not to be believed, and she is the, um, I guess you'd say, her, her father-in-law invented the Yellow Pages. Could you believe that? So if you think Fran Drescher made it big going out with the guy that invented email. Nobody knows that. Oh, I gave away a secret. No, it's not a secret. Just people don't know that. Like, you know that because you're a big Fran Drescher fan. So you could tell no, but people I know Fran Drescher is now know. going out with the guy who. Yeah, Fran Drescher is now madly in love and dating a fellow who invented, that, who invented email. email. So he's got about three nickels to his name. too. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Marilyn Berry, of course, is super rich. She's a trillionaire because her uh, father-in-law invented the yellow pages. Jimmy, why? In other words, we were in good company. Yeah, and we had we a really were like good time. The, we were like the poor slobs. I mean, <laughs> Jimmy and I, we pull up in our cute little car, and we're in these beautiful big homes, and we strode through these homes like we were big shots. And I walked around like it was my house, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. And then when we got into the lounge, and Marilyn was saying, what would you like to drink? She's got red wine from Africa, like a hundred bucks a bottle, which it costs. I said, no, some champagne will do. And she threw some champagne at me with strawberries and stuff. You know, you can really live it up with your rich friends. We had a really good time, and we're looking forward to being back yeah. in Florida someday soon. Yeah, and I love all my Florida friends, and I miss you all, and I'm sending hugs and kisses to you all. And yes, we'll see you in a couple of weeks because Jimmy now runs uh, our next sponsor, which is um, Bradley's Backyard Honey. It's 100% grown in Florida. Never leaves Florida. It's from the bee to the jar. No And Chad's had it, right, Chad? I approve of this bee, honey. There you go. And it's delicious. All natural. And everyone that's tasted it absolutely adores and loves it. Soon we will be able to tell you how you can order it online or from our radio show, and we will have it sent to you. Absolutely. So Jimmy now runs that business, which means once a month we have to fly to Florida for four days. You have so to. He- you want to. Well, yeah, he has to tell the people that work for him now what to do. He's got to make sure that they don't run away with the honey. There you go. In the meantime, you guys, I got another new singer that we had. Uh, We actually just signed this singer, and the single's out. Um, It's getting re-put out again, and the name of the song is Marry Me. And the guy's name is Randy Gill. He's super, super talented. He's also got a super famous brother who is Johnny Gill, and everybody on the planet knows who Johnny Gill is. And so uh, what we're going to do is I want to play this because like, I'm really excited to have him aboard Monarchy Records and the Spectre Music Group. The name of the song is Marry Me, um, which I would have played for Ron except for that he already married me. And so, uh, so oh, that was good. <laughs> what was that, Chad? That was wow, sound wow, effects wow. on the spot. There you go. I like that. So, Chad, you got it ready? Always. All right, everybody. This is a new single by Randy Gill. It's called Marry Me. Check it out. Marry me. Marry me. Get hard, you made it easy 
Never letting go, baby girl, you held on tight. I told you to leave, you stood your ground, you told me no. Looked in my eyes and said you're never letting go. Baby, I was blind, but now I cheat. You're the only one I want and all I'll ever need. I love you more than I did yesterday, baby. I look at you, I'm thankful every day. I can't wait, I can't wait to see your face. When I'm down up in the knee, asking where you married me. I love you more than I did yesterday, baby I look at you, I'm thankful every day I'm thankful, baby I can't wait to see your face When I'm down on the deep Asking, baby, marry me I used to wonder if it's real, could this be true To love someone as much as they loved you Then you came around you showed me how Always by my side Never letting me down Please wear my ring Say you be my wife Oh, I promise I'm in love with you Deep in love with you Say you be my wife Say you marry me I love you more than I did yesterday, baby car right away that is fabulous hey jimbo i, I got a call dog. coming in are we take him the rhythm I oh okay hold board. on we're coming back we got a call we're gonna come back and talk about that a little bit because wow. we got somebody calling in go ahead jimbo hey hello and welcome to the jimmy star show 
Cool. Nice to see. Nice to hear you. Hello. <laughs> Are you there, Houston? Hello, Punch. Anyway, that's a great song that go. I just heard. That I was good. It. That was powerful. Wasn't it fabulous? And I know everybody out there is flipping out from it because they're saying it's it a on the great theory. wedding song. Very romantic. Yeah. They're writing. And, and if you girls want to get a guy to marry you, just put that in his car radio and True. you know sit with your legs open, smiling. There you go. <laughs> and he'll marry you. That's, that's hilarious. That's how I got Jimmy. I tempted him into marrying me. That's right. That's such a lie. He wanted to marry me. He begged me. <laughs> you know, he said he wanted to marry me before somebody else got me because I was dating a lot of the. Time. It was a really good song, though, right? I love that song. I'm telling you, I have such fabulous. good musical taste. It's true. It's just not even. I funny. say it every, every week. I say it. Jimmy Starr plays only the best music. Crappy music. I I have a fit. Because, you know, a lot of the stuff I hear before, and I say, don't you dare put that garbage on, on our show. It's terrible. So we don't. We only put the, the creme de la creme. Jimbo, diamonds. that 310 keeps trying to call in. I don't uh, know if you're expecting it, calls or not. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to be punch. Let him call in. That, that's Alex Hyde-White. Let him call in. I'm going to get him back right here. All right, cool. I'm chilly. Come here! I hear a ringing phone. <laughs> I'm just going to try and get him. And it rang twice. There you go. Once, twice. Yahtzee! Hey, Alex Hyde-White. Jimmy Star. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. We had a little Jimmy. technical difficulties there, but we're happy to have you now. Ta-da! Jimmy. Jimmy. Let me, let me, uh, before we get going, let me introduce you. Since I got new people here, we got... Uh, my husband, who's actually our cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. This is Alex White. Hey, Alex. Hi, Ron. Enjoying California. How are you? I'm good. Enjoying California's beautiful weather. Are you? It's windy. It's been a dreadful winter, Ron. We've had two days of rain and a half day of wind, so we don't, we're, we, we don't, we don't know quite what to do. I feel so bad for you. You should have been here with a shovel, my friend. Yes, well, you know, you'll always, you'll always need a shovel around Jimmy. <laughs> well, that was a good I'm one. I like that. that. You know Jimmy that well. <laughs> we also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, Alex, welcome to the show, brother. And Alex, Thank I'm also you. happy that you said that and I didn't. No, no. that's funny. Then I got hell from him. Okay, so, Alex, so, uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask now, Alan. Alex and I have bonded. We're best friends. Alex, <laughs> tell me all about yourself. How tall are you? What do you look like? Are you sexy? Are you straight? Are you gay? Are you married? Are you dating? What is it you do for a living? <laughs> I'm, I'm six foot nice. seven. Oh, I come from I come from Botswana, but I was educated in Edinburgh. But actually, I'm Egyptian. <laughs> and you're very funny too actually just so everybody knows because alex has been on the show many times all everybody who's into superheroes knows him because he was in the original fantastic four movie he was also in pretty woman and last year we had him on for his documentary three days of hamlet right is that the right name did i get it right that's it it's still the same name yes three days and of i just hamlet. saw yeah and i just saw a repeat of you on criminal minds recently <laughs> oh yeah, boy oh boy, that was casting against type. They hired me in Criminal Minds to play a a, a, a a day laborer at a recycling plant, and I thought, well, okay, it just That's it just good. shows you what what a, what a, what a decent audition could get. Yeah, no, I, that was a fun <laughs> show. Right now, I'm actually on the set of a Hallmark movie with Katie Leclerc from Swiss to Birth. It's called Cloudy with a Chance of Love. 
I oh, played cool. a clowning You know part. something, Alec? You have a fabulous delivery for comedy. Uh, I think they should hire you for a comedy movie. I think you'd be sensational. You have yeah, timing, well, you know, and thank you. you're very good. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know, the Hallmark movies are, they're light comedy, and I enjoy doing that. I did a movie with Melissa Gilbert two Christmases ago that gets rerun on Hallmark around the Christmas time called The Christmas Pageant, and that was... That was fun. Oh, it was sort of up in your neck that. of the woods. I, I saw that. Yeah, I think I saw Did that you? too. Yeah, I think so too. We watch everything at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, those are sweet, those movies. So thank you. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I mean, comedy is tragedy. And if you can handle the, uh, the if you can handle the rough spots, then uh, the few days in the sun uh, should be, should be lighthearted. You know, Ron. Oh, I always say that. In every tragedy, there's humor. <laughs> oh, no, no, about, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, in that's every tragedy case. you can find humor if you're a little yep. weird <laughs> so here's what's yeah. going on, you guys, with with Alex Hyde White. W4CY has a, a station now in L.A. It's called K4HD Radio, K4HD.com. It's Hollywood Talk Radio. Um, it's also on um, iHeartRadio. And starting on Tuesday, March 19th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, which is, I guess, three, he's on the same time we are on a different day. Uh, they're going to have the Punch and Judy audio book hour, and we want everybody to start tuning in and following uh, Alex Hyde White, whose nickname is Punch. That's how where the punch comes from, and I don't know who Judy is, so he's going to tell us now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's kind of a floating gag. I mean, uh, Ron, you know, I'll be calling you up on, uh, occasionally. We're going to have a floating Judy. You know, I've always wanted to have a floating Judy. and so uh, Like a Judy Garland? Gonna, yeah, Judy Garland, Judy Davis, Judy Dench. I know, you know. Judy, I know Judy Davis. I love her. And no, I don't know Judy Dench. But uh, listen. <laughs> well, we'd like to if you wait, know her. Wait, wait, wait. I want to say to Alex, welcome on to WC4. I would definitely call a letter. Now, anyway. K4HD. Welcome to K4HD. And I want to be on your show. And Jimmy and I should be out in L.A. in a couple of weeks. And maybe we could drop in the studio and torture everybody from California. <laughs> Throughout the world, that would be that would be my pleasure. We have plenty of shovels here, so I think we will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, so tell us, what's the premise of the show? Well, you know, I've been uh, narrating and producing audiobooks now for almost three years, and Punch Audio is—you're right—that's my middle name. Uh, we we're a we're a really growing independent audiobook producer, and what we're doing out here in Hollywood is training narrators and giving independent authors a chance to get their books turned into audiobooks, and it's a, well, rather like internet radio, I think, Jimmy, uh, Ron, it's a growing segment of the industry, and um, I really enjoy it, I like producing, uh, audiobooks are a lot easier than movies, there's no wardrobe, there's no video, and you sort of get to do a one-man story, I mean, um, the great, the bellwether are guys like Jim Dale, who did Harry Potter books, and Roy DeTreece, who's my former father-in-law, he's done all the Game of Thrones books through the years, back when they were books on tape. And it's sort of a, it's a forgotten part of the entertainment world, and it's getting much more um, popular now due to Audible and iTunes and the MP3s and the digital revolution. And so, you know, we're cranking these things out. And I just thought, here we are at, uh, you know, K4HD, Hollywood Radio, Let's do a bit of a chat show, and let's start with what we're really doing right now, which is promoting uh, the idea of anyone can be a storyteller, whether you're a writer or a narrator. All you need is, is a microphone and a book, and you learn how to read and speak. And from that kernel, 
I think will will come all sorts of guests, uh, guest narrators, guest guest authors, regular voiceover actors that I know through the years here in Hollywood, and I'm looking forward to just a nice sort of whipped up okay. pop culture show. Okay, now I'm going to give you a name. A very old, old dear friend of mine. She's the queen of voiceover. She's done. She's won every award over the years, like thirty. I don't know how many awards. Barbara Rosenblatt with one T. Barbara oh, yes. Rosenblatt. Yes. Do you know who she is? She's my dearest well, she's darling. A New, friend. She's in New York. She's a very well-known New York narrator. Am I right? Yes, she is, and she she did the thing on TV about cocaine. She did the Barbara Streisand uh, book. She is yes. absolutely the queen of voiceover. That's Barbara Rosenblatt with one T. She speaks beautifully. She's intelligent. She'll only bring to your show a great, great piece of work. Call yes, her. Yes. Call her. I will. And t- and tell her that Ron Russell loves her still. <laughs> no, I do. I do love Barbara, although I haven't seen her in a while. Ron Russell loves you still, and he recommended that you come on the show. Do you know? Do you know E.G. Daly? E.G. Daly, no. E.G. Daly was on the last season of The Voice, which she didn't do all that well. She got eliminated kind of quick, but she was a popular okay. uh, actress and singer back in the day. She was in that uh, Valley Girls and stuff like that. But anyway, she's uh-huh. the voice of Chucky on the Rugrats. Nice. Okay, um, and a whole bunch of different names because I didn't know that. There was I, I just actually tweeted to her to see if I could get her on the show, but like she would be a good guest. So if I get if yeah. I if I become friends with her, I'll forward her to you because like it would be a lot yeah. of fun. And that's a popular cartoon, and I think the idea of the show is fabulous. So like, I do, too. Um, do you have have you set up like a Facebook page for the show and Twitter and all that stuff yet, or you haven't gotten that written? No, ready yet? not yet. You know, no. I really we just uh, I'm coming to New York to do a. Uh, an audiobook seminar in, in April, and I just wanted to get a couple of shows in before I do that. So I'm just no, okay. I'm going to jump into it with both feet, and then we'll do that. Yeah. Cool. If we're if we're in town, we're coming. So give us the dates after we get off the air, okay? <laughs> yeah, because okay. we go to, we go to the city all the time. Yeah, I think j- it's like awesome. I think you're going to love it. Uh, anything that anything that Dean does is great. So I know the station's going to be great. We're going to be coming out there again, everybody. We want you guys all to turn into the Punch and Judy Audiobook Hour again. It's on K4HD Radio. It's K4HD.com. And uh, the debut is Tuesday, March 19th, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So that's California, so that'll be 3 o'clock if you're in California. I think it's great. You're going to have a good time. It's a lot of fun being on the radio. Could, yeah, you, please, could you please repeat that for some of us that don't hear quickly like you do? Absolutely. Slowly, slowly, my Tuesday, friend. March 18th. That oh, was it March 18th? Yes, Isn't it is March 18th. March 18th. I screwed that one up. Okay, it's Tuesday, March 18th, everybody. And then after, and Wednesday, March nineteenth, you can tune into our show. <laughs> my my mental my mental forgetfulness so is spreading. K four HD dot com, you guys. Tuesday, March eighteenth, six p.m. Eastern time, three p.m. Pacific. It's the Punch and Judy audiobook hour. And at slowly at k4 hd.com there you go now we got it out and everybody needs to tune in because like alex Hyde white is like way cool he's got a great great career in all things entertainment and the show will be a lot of fun and we want everybody to support this fabulous show i can't wait to meet you we'll be giving away we'll be giving away speaking parts on movies Uh, there you go Anyway, I can't wait to meet you because you and I are going to have a rocking time just going back and forth with our crazy senses of humor. We should really tape that <laughs> because I could tell you're one that I want to, you know, Dean is a challenge, but I, I whip Dean all the time. He can't, he can't out, you know, no, he can't out dish me. There's no way. I mean, I, I, beat him, I beat him down. You could be a lot of fun. So I want to, I want to go a few rounds with you. 
Yeah, well, it's kind of like uh, kind of like Olivia Newton-John said to John Travolta, "Stop your twitching." <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, tune into the Punch and Judy audiobook hour next Tuesday, March eighteenth, at K4HD. I have to remember that K4HD.com. I actually called Dean earlier today to get the name of the call letter so I would have it right. And uh, we wish a, you all the luck with teaser. it. Okay. Here's a clip from here's a clip from a book that we just did called The Gospel According to Breaking Bad. I'm turning down the money. I am turning down you. You get it? I want nothing to do with you. Ever since I met you, everything I ever cared about is gone. Ruined. Turned to shit. There it is, the gospel according to Breaking Bad, written by Blake Atwood, soon to be debuting you, on I uh, love it. Are you sure you weren't taping me last night yelling at Jimmy? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm going to leave home. If you do, and I get to hear about it. Yeah. I think that is so cool. So these are like audio books that are like totally like animated audio books, not like. Well, I know that uh, my, my, well, my, my dear friend, you know. Barbara Rosenblatt, she's got a collection. She had shelves put all around her apartment in Manhattan, and all of yeah. her books that she's won awards for go around. Yeah. And I yeah. know yeah. that if I'm driving like a long distance, I will pop one of Rosenblatt's. Uh, auto auto books and because they're wonderful and the way she tells the story is she plays all the characters by the way with right. accents and she does it so brilliantly well that's why she's the queen and yeah. I mean audio books definitely replace music when you're driving distances I have a yeah, question you for know, you go ahead Jimmy how do you actually okay so you're putting out for three years you've been doing these audio books how do people actually go and find out what titles you've done and what books that you've done and what what's available the great thing about it is we're just producing them. We don't have to sell them. They get uh, they get distributed. We get we get uh, commissioned to do them by Audible.com, which is the big uh, the big retailer. It's a division of Amazon, so it's Audible.com. You just go look oh, up. Wow! You so that's book, your sponsor. You go, you go Audible.com. You look for Barbara Rosenblatt's books. You'll see all these wonderful titles. You look for Alex Hyde White's book. You'll see fifty titles in three years, and some of them are pretty darn good. This Gospel According to Breaking Bad that I just did is really interesting. You know, it's a, it's a Christian's point of view around Breaking Bad, so it gives him a, a sort it's of hilarious. spiritual cover to indulge his, uh, his wicked passion, you know. That yeah. is absolutely hilarious. I, like, love it. All right, everybody, so tune in next week, Tuesday, K4HD.com for Alex Hyde-White's Punch and Judy Audiobook Hour. We want to thank you what for time? coming on and filling us in, and anything we can do to help promote you, let us know. Jimbo, what time on that? It's at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Gotcha. 6 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Thank you, Jimmy, Ron, everybody. Yeah, I look forward to uh, learning learning how to do this, uh, Internet radio. It's fun, and uh, thank God I'm still young enough to do it. I look forward to meeting you. Same here. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, Alex. Bye-bye. Good luck. Bye. Bye now. Thank you. So I'm going to use that as a plug to segue into the fact that in April, everybody, the Full Metal Jacket audio book is going to be released through the Spectrum Music Group. It's done uh, all about the movie Full Metal Jacket, narrated by superstar Matthew Modine. And we got that coming out, and it's going to be freaking awesome. He's a really cool guy, too, Alex Hyde White. Chad, do you remember him? We had him on. Like I, had, I was so excited the first time we had him on because Pretty Woman's one of my all-time favorite movies. I'll be honest. I didn't remember. I had to go back and get an image, and now I do. Okay, good. Yeah, Thank Matthew you, Google. Matthew coming back on our show again. Well, what are you doing now with RuPaul? Oh, boy, here we go. What's up, at chat room? I hope everybody's having a good time. We're gonna, we're gonna, while while he, while he's playing with doing? RuPaul, getting her to hold the <laughs> microphone. She has something to say. I think Ron Russell is the most 
most handsome man in the world and the best radio star, don't you? Oh, Ruth, that's so sweet of you to say that. It's all bullshit that you make me say it because <laughs> you're my voice. <laughs> now, Rue, that wasn't nice. Listen, you said a bad word, Rue. Rue, you said a very bad word. Because you're a drag queen doesn't mean you could get away with it. And we want to give a shout-out to Ken Pettigrew from the Ken Pettigrew Show, who's in the house. Ken Pettigrew. Ken the Killer Pettigrew's show's on at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah, Pacific time, Thursday nights. Check it out, the Ken Pettigrew Show. Also, uh, uh, anybody new in the chat room who's joined, you can hit the ITV button and see us in our studio, and we're going to do another music break. Uh, Chris Starr, we had him on the show last week. The name of his new single is Your Show. It came out yesterday. It's getting a lot of hype and a lot of, uh, a, a lot of interest already, which is really, really cool. The name of the song is Your Show, available worldwide. On iTunes for the digital download. And Chad, you ready? Always. Here we go, everybody. Here's your show by Chris Starr.
There we go. That's Chris Starr's Your Show, you guys, available worldwide now on all iTunes in every country. Okay. Rue has to use the ladies' or men's room, whichever what? one she wants. Bye. Bye-bye, Rue. Bye-bye, Rue. What do you think? So that's another great song. Ooh, watch her head. <laughs> Banged her in the head. Now she'll have a coma. <laughs> what do you think, though? Like, this, this music selection is so freaking, like, awesome. I'm so excited to have all these artists on uh, the Spectrum Music Group and Monarchy Records, and we're going to kill it, baby. That's Loving a cute it. song. It was not fabulous. It was not terrible. It was a good song. I liked it. I'm sure a lot of people will like it. It was cute. It had a nice little boop, 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 boop sound to it. Doesn't make me want to dance, but if I were driving... It's not a dance song. No, but if I were driving, I would like to hear it because it's kind of like, you know, boop, 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 look at the it's flowers. It's talking about boop. fast and slow. It's kind of like more like a sex song. <laughs> well, I, I didn't get that. I got like looking at flowers, looking at clouds. Got to listen to the lyrics. I listened to the lyrics. I didn't get sex. That's because all you have on your mind is sex. No. And everybody should know, too, we had Chris Starr on the show last week. He was a great guest. We loved him. We had a lot of fun with him. Right. Jimmy, you know, if a car screeches his brakes, Jimmy thinks it's an interpretation of somebody screaming while having sex. <laughs> That's Jimmy's head. No, I like him a lot, and I like his song a lot, but I'm not going to go crazy over it because maybe it's for younger people, not quite for me. But it's a great song. It's a good song. I didn't say it was a bad song. Absolutely. It's a fun song. It's cute. I liked it. Chad, did you like it? Cute. Is that how you... A cute? It wasn't cute, but he Ron thought it was cute. I oh, thought it was a good was, slow groove, you know, when you want to get go. close good to the woman. And, I like yeah, that. It was like, man, the, the, like the message behind it wasn't bad. It was a nice message. It cute. Was a it was cute. There you Jimbo. go. Um, oh, Alexandra Aiden's in the chat room, too, so give him a shout out. What's up? Or her? I'm not sure, actually. I always get that messed up. <laughs> I should know that by now. But anyway, welcome everybody in the chat room. If you're new in the chat room, you can hit the ITV button and you can see us um, coming on. In a few minutes, we're going to call our guest Bo Keister. Uh, I don't know if it's Keister or Keister, but either way. Well, I hope um, not Keister. You know, a Keister is a butt, right? <laughs> right, a Keister is a butt. In the meantime, um, you're going to ask Chad anything and then we're going to, because I, I want to get two more songs in before, we're, before our guest comes in. Yeah, Chad, how's it swinging? I mean, excuse me, what are you eating today? <laughs> It's well tucked in, and uh, as far as eating, you know, <laughs> I'm doing the whole Lent thing, you know, when you give up something. So for Lent, I've oh become a vegan. I've given up sugar, dairy, alcohol, all bread products. So I've become a vegan, I guess, for Lent. That's new on my end. 
And how long do you have to do that for? I think it's 40 days and 40 nights. All right. Wow. And how many days are you into it? Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to Easter. Okay. There right. You Easter, you're allowed to Easter. And how's it going? Is it going we're gonna, okay? We're going to feast on Easter. Yeah, it's, it's fine. The first couple of days, we had like a little change in the... Uh, the the uh, the internal organs, I guess, but uh, <laughs> I think we're, we're on the right track now. I was like, "Well, this ain't gonna work," and then it panned out. So we're good. Good for you. Glad to hear it. <laughs> no, I I, ne- I never did that stuff. Laying to any of that crap. <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really you know, it's all fairy tales anyway. You know, we're we're from other planets. We know that. Well, it's it's <laughs> just and, sacrificing and, something that you and, like, and, and you know, God is an alien because that's all the gods that came down through history that we call angels. He's been watching the history channel travelers. way too long. Ancient aliens. He? I watch it every Friday night. <laughs> at his favorite show. He missed my, it for three weeks, so I'm sure oh, he can't man. wait for Friday. He must have recorded, it, right? He catching up. Yep. 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 But no, religion is a wonderful thing. It makes a lot of people walk a straight and narrow, and it brings a lot of support to people who need to be supported in times of tragedy or heartbreak. I think religion is very important. I think it sets a good example. Hmm? I said I think it sets a good example. Yeah, if you live according to the good book, you're going to be boring and very nice and very lovely, and nobody's going to want to be your friend. <laughs> That's right. You got to go to Hollywood, be evil, be, lie to people, be, stab each other in the so back, dull, step on them. You know, everybody <laughs> wants dirt and spice. Everyone out there, don't you love it when your girlfriend calls you up and tells you her husband beat her up? You're all ears. You say, <laughs> why is oh, that? Son of a gun, why did he do that? Leave him, divorce him. You know, everybody likes tragedy. But if your girlfriend calls you up and says, my husband is wonderful, he gave me roses, you say, next, what else have you got to say? But she liked it, right? Yeah, well, you know, people, people love to hear dish, tragedy, gossip. I don't. I don't oh, like to hear so tragedy. You I like gossip. to hear gossip, but I don't like to hear tragedy. Gossip manga, Are you kidding me? Oh, he's right about that. You know, accident on the side of the road, everyone has to slow down and look. So, yeah, I understand yeah, what you're saying. It doesn't mean, happen that often, I guess. No. I hate that too when that happens. We I had mean, that coming up here where there was like a like nothing even really going on, but everybody's like rubbernecking, and then the traffic gets stopped. I mean, I've said this before on my Facebook page when I write about wonderful things that are happening in my life, I get a few likes. But the minute I talk about something that's really bad in my life, thousands of people come in blessing me, praying for me, sending me likes. So it goes to show you that people really don't want to hear good stuff; they want to hear dirt. You know, stuff that they can feel better about themselves about. Like, oh, look at Ron Russell. He's like, you know, dying of hairspray or something. And look at me. I'm healthy and wonderful. Damn, that's funny. I I think, too, um, I forgot totally what I was going to say, but I do like, I like this. The age, Jimmy. I know. I know. Candy Crush on his phone right now, so. I'm going to have a big 50. What did you say, Chad? What are you doing? Playing Candy Crush? No, I'm not. I'm sending like I'm getting all these kinds of messages. Crush. Everybody likes my beard though going on, so I'll I'll say thank you for that, everybody, for liking my beard. I like it. I'm gonna throw a big fiftieth birthday party for Jimmy. Hopefully actually, we're gonna be in Florida by then. Yeah, actually I'm gonna throw it for both of us because we both turned fifty. That's right, that works. So in other words, so we because we got a guest in fifteen minutes and I want to get another song in and I actually really want to try and get two of them, but one of them I is. I thought we be, only had one guest today. We do. We, we do have four. That other guest was just to call in to help promote his show, his oh, new show, because oh, okay, okay. um, he's a friend and he asked me to to come on and oh, okay. and uh, and that way we get to find out more about his show and what's going on with you know the the L A version of W four C Y. Right, but, you know Dean's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Next will be like NBC and CBS. 
Absolutely. Love it. So in the of meantime, whom, by the way, contacted me, you know, NBC contacted me. I'm not saying for, oh, they did. Don't laugh, Chad. I'm sorry. I was contacted by an executive. <laughs> says, I'm sorry. No, I was contacted by an executive from M- NBC who wanted to talk to me about whatever, whatever. And I politely said, I'm uh, under contract to Jimmy Starr. And he said to me, well, how long is the contract for? And I said, for life. He said, what do you mean for life? I said, I'm married to him. That's a lifetime contract. I will never leave Jimmy Starr. So if they want to like, if they want to like, you they know. They got to take both of us, not one of us. I will never leave Jimmy Starr's show. They'll want, they'll, they're going to want both of us anyway, because I've got a half a million people following on but they, social they, media. But they, they, they didn't ask about Jimmy. They simply wanted me, and I won't go into what it's about, but um, I, I, I declined I must be crazy because, you know, working for NBC, that's television, major TV, and a lot of money. But I won't leave, Jimmy. I don't do things like that. That's so that's the end of that. Screw you, NBC. Uh, don't say that because, like, they're going to probably be running, taking up, picking up our show soon. Oh, good. <laughs> Love you, NBC. <laughs> there you go. We don't want to burn any bridges with anybody that we like unless they're, like, total, like, assholes. And the executive that asked me out to lunch that contacted me. Yeah, steak and rape is not in my book, but maybe one day it will be. <laughs> no, not when you're married to me, it won't. <laughs> he, was, he was quite gay and quite flirtatious, I got to tell you. He was like coming on in between business sentences. So we're going to go back now, you guys. We're going to do the uh, the sexy bitch dance because Orlando Napier's Pointless is actually out. The entire album is out. It came out yesterday. The name of the album is L.A. Rhapsody. You can download it on iTunes in every country. Uh, it's an EP. It's got seven songs. It's awesome. So what we're going to do is play this one well, for everybody now. How's that, Chad? You ready to rock and roll with Pointless? Do it. Yeah, here we go. I can make together words in my bed and survive with urge. You listen to these words and I'm fitting with all that. Some of us certainly in some day. My pack man trying to escape this fate. I tread and check with no break. Fish with no bait. Big nicks and no day. Paying to get laid. Bones and no fade. Coaches and no rain. Formulas to find a soulmate Where this point is, babe Yeah, yeah, it's true You got to uh, sit back Realize you're gonna die Get off your couch And stop living your damn life This time flies Then the grim reaper gonna arrive You can't escape fate So staring straight in the eyes Watch it in the way Watch it going Smoke some grass, I'm gonna jump back, kiss my own white 
song the name of the album is la rhapsody and it's available now for everybody to go and buy you know i never ever get tired of that song it always has me rocking and jumping it's one of my favorites and i'll love it what's the rest of the album like honey i haven't heard it's good it. it's really good i haven't heard any of it yeah we played one of the other songs a couple of months ago but Should like I, I like the pointless will one I put it, will i put it in my car right um, i think so it's gonna it's got a little bit of everything it's got some tempo songs some more bluesy kind of song a little bit of everything it's really really good and we're probably gonna have orlando wine in a couple of weeks yeah he, he's great i love his music absolutely you know, fantastic it's, it's kind of like kooky and fun it's almost reminiscent of of the of the late 60s when i was like sort of a make-believe gucci hippie well i was a hippie that wore gucci yeah. <laughs> did I, you get that chad because that made absolutely no sense whatsoever well, he's quick like that explanation i was never dirty i had long clean hair and i wore designer clothes you know platform shoes gucci jackets and i was i was a hippie but i was a very well-dressed hippie because I would never go and rip clothes and, and filthy laying in the mud. Never do that shit like I did up at West uh, Woodstock. I was a, um, at the time I lived in Beverly Hills. So I was kind of a Beverly Hills hippie, which was very chic in those days. And we all wore white all the time. Every day we wore white. White was the big thing then. Absolutely. I want to like do some bragging too. And here's my bragging, you guys. I, I have some, uh, I have some, I guess they're my second cousins. What are they if they're my my aunt's grandchildren, what do they make me? Well, Related. Te technically, they're nothing to you because you're adopted. I know. Well, okay, but come Damn on. So they're your make-believe whatever you want them to be. What, what is that? Chad, what is that when you're like you're, you're my dad's sister's grandkid? Related. Yeah, okay, I'm exactly. related. Okay, that works. So I'm related um, to Cage the Elephant, which is one of the hottest rock bands in the world right now. They, and they were on Ellen on Wednesday last week. And uh, I just think that's like really cool. And I'm going to try and see if we can get them on the Jimmy Star show. So I want to give a shout out to them because how cool they've done every show. They've done like Leno, Late Night. They've done all the major shows. And now they did Ellen too. And they're that, just taking over the world. And that reminds me of a funny story. Uh, while Jimmy and I were in Miami, we drove down to where he was adopted from. And we took pictures of the buildings where Jimmy was as an infant when his dad and mom adopted him. And then we got the contact number and we called it. And the lady said it will cost X amount of dollars to research it. But we have your file and we have your parents' name and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but we will have to contact your parents and see if they want to see you. If they renege on that, then all we will do is give you your health records and your name. So Jimmy panicking said, I just want to know one thing. Am I Jewish? <laughs> because I always tell Jimmy he's Jewish. I want him to be Jewish. I love Jewish men. You know, and I want him to be he Jewish. He thinks I'm Jewish because I do so much business. 
And he does so many things like the, my Jewish friends and my ex-partner who was Jewish. So, you know, I loved the fact that, that I swear and, he's And Jewish. he just started laughing. Well, you know why I know he's Jewish? Because his mother got knocked up, moved to Florida. I mean, went to Florida, have the baby, and then returned to Detroit. Now, who was in Miami in those days? Jewish people. Nobody else lived in, in Miami back then. So she had to be Jewish to go to a hospital, have the baby, and then go back. She probably was a teenager in the hippie era who got knocked up, excuse the expression, or pregnant, and had to get rid of the kid. And back then, you couldn't have a child. It was horrible. I mean, her life would be ruined. No man would want her because she's used, you know, those stupid expressions of the day. So I hope that Jimmy does find his true mom and dad, and I hope they're super rich and they're ready to die and leave him a fortune of money. <laughs> Listen to him, Chad. Did you hear that? Jesus. Well, you know they didn't do anything for you in your life. At least let them know when they croak, give you something. There you go. I'll take you know? it. I'll take it. Hey, I mean, you know, you give away a kid, you have some sort of an obligation to it one day. There you I go. Anyway, we're on a new journey, and we're, like, researching it all out, and we'll keep everybody updated as we, as we go along. In the meantime... Because um, in seven minutes, we're going to call our next guest. So what we're going to do is we're going to do one more song. And that way I got in all my cool, awesome, fab songs for this week. And uh, and so it's kind of like a music show. I hope all you guys are enjoying the music. I think the music's great. I, th I, I like the new song, Marry Me, a really, really lot. But I now we're going to try the Jefferson from Australia. And the name of this song is You Are the Love. And we played it last week. And like I got so much email and stuff from it. Everybody loved it. It's a great song. It's available now on iTunes. You are the love. So here we go. Chad, you ready to rock and roll? Here we go, everybody. The Jefferson. There is a magic in you. A mystery I hold on to and I won't ever let go. You are the love. You are the love. You are the love There is a fire in you A rhythm I hold on to
Yeah, everybody. So that is You Are the Love by the Jefferson. I think that song is absolutely phenomenal. Yes, and it is. Uh, everybody should download it. I, I know, like, I think that about all the music that we play, but I think everything we played today was fantastic. And I also, I got a, a text message from Alex Hyde White, who was our guest a second ago, and uh, he told me that my aunt's grandchildren are kissing cousins. And also, that's <laughs> <laughs> not funny. funny. <laughs> kissing cousins. You don't even know them. What kissing? When you meet them, they're going to. I know like, my cousin. I know my. I know my aunt. Well, they probably won't even come on the show. That's the clout you They got. will, too. Anyway, I have an announcement to make. Deirdre Sarego, our Hollywood vixen, is right now on the set of a motion picture with Jack Black, and it's called what? D-Train. It's called D-Train, and Deirdre's working, so she's not able to come on our show today. Um, You know, film is a lot more important for her right now. She's moved to New Orleans. She loves it. She also said that she'll be on next week. Right, and there's tons and tons of work. And she should be wrapping this film in a couple of days. And then I think she's got another film she's going to. So we're going to be seeing a lot of Deirdre Serego on the big silver screen soon. Absolutely. And good luck, Deirdre. And now what we're going to do is call our next guest. But, Chad, you got the number, right? Uh, Yeah. Let's do it, everybody. We're going to call Bo, and I don't know how you pronounce his last name. <laughs> we'll find Derek. out. Derek. Bo, De- Bo Derek. Oh. <laughs> Bo in French means beautiful. Hello. Hey, is this Bo? This is he. What's going on, guys? Hey, you gotta like tell us how do we pronounce your last name? <laughs> Laughable as it may sound, Keister. Oh, it is Keister because like I said Keister, and they told me like you know what a Keister is, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna ask him his last name. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Oh, man, I'm thrilled to be with you guys. Awesome. Before we get started, let me introduce you, everybody. Starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, beautiful. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Hello, beautiful ass. How are you? <laughs> I am beautiful. Indeed. That's your name. Bo Keister means beautiful ass. Bo is beautiful there in French. <laughs> so, do, my my people... wife would probably disagree. <laughs> well, I hope your wife finds it to be a beautiful ass. <laughs> She, and hey, we, she's been putting up with it for 10 years, so, uh, you know, there must be something worth having there. Okay. There that, you that, go. Well, that, that's, you have a 10-year ass <laughs> running. I like that. Then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Bob Keister, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chad. And I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the Jimmy Star Show, and we want you to say hey to everybody in the chat room. Hey, how's it going, everyone? There's somebody called Guest Liam who, like, has been waiting for you for, like, an hour. Jeez, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. finally. <laughs> I, mean, you know I might person? be in trouble. Who knows? There you go. And, and actually, where are you calling? Where are we calling? Where, where are you? Where do you live? I am in Blacksburg, Virginia. Okay, because you've got – oh, we just oh, drove through Virginia oh, two days ago. Virginia Tech Hokies. I'll throw a little love about my Virginia Tech Hokies. There you go. Like, you, you definitely got that southern drawl that we're not used to. Well, no, he does <laughs> We, we yeah, were, yeah, we there, there, Rich- there's not a whole lot of escape in my southern accent. Nope. <laughs> we were in Richmond uh, just two days ago. Oh, excellent. Uh, and I've got to tell you, boy, has Richmond grown. My God, it's a big city. And at night it was beautiful, totally, you know, lighted. It's a big, big city. Everybody oh, out in Richmond. You. Hi, everybody in Richmond. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was filming Killing Kennedy uh, up there this, uh, this past summer. I uh, was up there for a couple of days shooting uh, a small role in Killing Kennedy, and 
Uh, I, I love Richmond. I spent a lot of time there, um, uh, you know, back in the, I guess, late 90s, early early 2000s. My father was actually a member of the Virginia General Assembly. So, yeah, I got there to know go. Richmond pretty well. And you became an actor. What happened? <laughs> uh, politics was just too brutal, I think. Um, you know, acting, you know, yeah, it's cutthroat, but compared to politics, it's a breeze. So let's talk about Killing Kennedy real quick, because I was actually in Target yesterday buying Hunger Games, and right next to a Hunger Games was Killing Kennedy in Target. Ah. I was I was super like I was like oh my gosh you know that's how awesome is that the movie stars Rob Lowe it has actually a, a, an ensemble great cast the, the three I picked out was Jennifer Goodwin M- Michelle Trachtenberg and Rob Lowe um, mm-hmm. and it seems like a really I mean it, it looked real impressive on the box and I read all about it it seemed cool did you have a good time. I had an absolute blast. I mean, I was only there for one day, um, and, it, you know, it was just a quick little bit roll. I think I'm on screen in the final product, like, for 15 seconds. But I get yelled at by Jack Ruby, so, I mean, that made it completely worth it. <laughs> uh, not too many people will ever go down in history, uh, or at least nobody breathing today can really say they got yelled at by Jack Ruby. So There you go. Uh, that puts me in a whole other level. But, uh, you know, it was just such a cool experience because, you know, growing up, I was fascinated with the Kennedy assassination. I mean, I, I used to watch every movie, every documentary. I just thought it was a fascinating uh, thing. And, I mean, I'm not alone in that, of course. But, you know, then, uh, you know, I get a shot at actually being part of a film about it. I was just blown away. I was like, hey, it doesn't get much better than that. Did they stick to the, uh, the authenticity of what had happened, or did they do Hollywood's version of what happened? Um. I'll be honest with you. I haven't even gotten to see it yet. Okay, Jimmy. Jimmy, did I, you I buy did, it? I, I, no. Jimmy, Jimmy didn't even buy it. I he didn't buy it. Talking about it, and the cheapskate didn't Jimmy, buy it. Jimmy, come on, man. I need residuals. Yeah. <laughs> buy it. So I'm going to actually see. get. Well, you should have gotten a lot of residuals from Remember the Titans because I've watched the film like 1,500 <laughs> times. It's my, I mean, that was what really, like, I, I know you have tons of work that you're doing right now, and you have all kinds of stuff coming out, and, like, you're, you're like, becoming an it boy. But, but for me, when I saw in your bio that you were, like, in Remember the Titans, I was like, oh, we got to have him on the show. It's one of my favorite feel-good movies of all time. I think it had a stellar cast. Everybody, lots of people in the cast are doing really well now. And, and so, like, I, I actually, like, that was, like, the thing that sold me. I was like, okay, he's got all this new stuff, and I'm... I'm I know I'm going to love House of Good and Evil, and we're going to talk about it in a second, but we got to talk about Remember the Titans, because literally, when I say I've seen it 1,500 times, I'm not, like, lying. I, like, love this movie. He's right. Uh, man, you know, it is, it is, the, it is the quintessential feel-good movie. Um, but the fun part for, for me in that, I mean, of course, that was my second speaking role as an actor, ever. And, you know, I'm walking on a set with, you know, People like Denzel Washington and Will Patton, who, you know, are just legendary actors. And uh, I'm also performing in front of like 1,600 extras. No pressure at all. Um, Awesome. But the really cool part for me was my father was actually a football coach, a high school football coach in Virginia. And when he was an assistant uh, starting off at Virginia Beach High School, he actually got to coach against Herman Boone. Oh, cool. Now, this was, of course, before T.C. Williams uh, formed, but when I got word that I was, you know, going to have a shot at the audition, um, I asked my dad, you know, well, what's the story here? And he knew everything about it. I mean, he knew the whole scenario as it happened, 
gave me all this great information. I, I, I don't know if I've ever gone into an audition that fired up uh, to, to be a part of something. Then later on down the road, I got booked in a film called Reunion 108, which was written by uh, Billy Sample, former New York Yankee, Atlanta Brave. And Billy was a major high school athlete. I mean, this guy, I mean, of course, yeah, he went on to play the majors, but he was a big-time football player, too. And his team actually played the T.C. Williams Titans that are portrayed in the movie. And he... He wrote and produced Reunion 108, and I ended up getting cast in that. So just all kinds of there reunion, you go. You know, remember the Titans tie-ins. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, and I actually played TC Williams High School when I was in, when I was a football player in high school. So many many years removed from uh, Herman Boone's era, of course. I love it though. Like in Remember the Time, everybody. If you've never seen this, is a Disney film, you guys, and it stars Denzel Washington. And if you've never seen this movie, you have to see this movie. It has Hayden Panettiere in it when she's like a little girl, and uh, and she's like a huge star now uh, on Dallas. And then it ha- I don't know one of those country. I don't know which one she's on, but whatever one she's on. And it also has who's the girl with the blonde hair who was in Blue Crush. Oh, uh, Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth in it. I mean, like this movie has like just the who's who of like everybody in it. It is such a great movie. It's such a uh, and you don't even know what it's about, right, Ron? No, I, one of the names you said, I think I heard it wrong. Hayden Panettiere. Panettiere? Hay- Hayden Planetary. No, Panettiere. Panet- oh, I thought you said Hayden Planetary. No, which is in L.A. <laughs> You know, it's it's. I thought he said Hayden Planetarium. That's what it sounds. This like. movie is like about anyway, how is, Hayden Planetarium is where you watch the stars. It's a it's a planetarium. Okay, well, this is an actress who's like. So how do you say her last name? Planetarium. I don't know how you, I don't know how you say it, but well, she's not like planetarium. a huge star. It's not planetarium. But either way, this film is so good, you guys, and 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 it kind of goes to your Facebook page thing today because basically the whole movie is about integration and about how like you know black football teams had to play with. Black teams and white teams play with white teams, and it's the first time they were integrated, and a black team and a white team came together to form a team, and they had to play everybody. And it's it's like true story about like what really happened, and, and it is like the, the greatest film. I really do. I like I like just the fact that you got to be in the film like makes me like so excited. It's not even funny. It sounds like a story from oh, the dark ages. It was, and it was well. It's based, you know, back in that. What what year does that take place in? Fifties or sixties? Uh, I believe it is set in nineteen seventy two. Uh, oh, either 70, that, that 72 late? or 73. What, yeah. That uh, late? They were still doing that stuff? Yep. That late? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, took, took, took Virginia a little while to catch up. <laughs> yeah, don't forget it's Virginia. But, uh, <laughs> oh, Virginia. Well, right. I'll tell, tell you what's really crazy is if you talk to, you know, some of the guys from back then, like Billy, like my dad, um, they'll tell you that the schools that joined together to form T.C. Williams could have probably started their third string teams and won every game. Yeah, isn't that funny? Because they were that overloaded with talent. Yeah. Yeah. Like kids were having to leave T.C. Williams and go to other schools nearby to even get playing time. That's just funny. So everybody needs to go see this movie, Remember the Titans. It came out like a long time ago. I don't know. When did that come out? Probably in like 2000 or so. I don't even know. It was a yep, long time ago. But it's one of my favorite movies of all time, so everybody needs to see it. And now let's go. Let's well, go. I just want to say something. Back in the days of when I was a little boy, and I'm probably not going to get the names right because I don't know baseball, 
Jackie Robertson, I believe, is the name. Jackie and he Robinson. Was, Robertson. And he was Robinson. A, Robinson. And he was a black baseball player, I believe, for the Dodgers. Am I right? Or mm. the Yankees? One of them. I don't know who. And you know what? There was such a, a uprising of people. They just did a movie about him. Wait, though. there was an uprising of people saying that they didn't want a black player on their team. So the press went out and released this. He is Italian. <laughs> so now all the Italians had a nervous breakdown because they knew he was a black. And they said, how dare you say he's an Italian? That's how ignorant people were back then. And I'm so happy to say we're changing and we're thinking differently. And it's so refreshing. And Absolutely. It, it, Absolutely. Indeed. I, I concur. There you go. So now let's move forward, though. So now, because like, I am also a horror. How do you say horror? Horror. Horror. Okay. Another like, one with the horror. Yeah, see, like, I say horror, and, like, everybody yells at me like it's not horror. And so, like, I, that's why I was putting emphasis on it. So, horror. I, I am a horror movie aficionado. I've actually, uh, I'm a clothing designer also, and I dress most of the major celebs for, like, events. And, um, and so you got a new movie out. It's called The House of Good and Evil. And I wrote mm -hmm. down that you play a sheriff in it, and it's a contemporary take on the Amityville Horn. It has limited theatrical release in March, and it hits DVD in April. And you're an actor yep. and a co-producer for it. Tell us just a quick summary of like what this is about. Uh, basically, in a lot of ways, it's a tragic love story. But um, um, Maggie and her husband, um, after a, a tragedy, uh, decide to look for... Uh, look for a, a, another, I don't know, setting to, to restart. Uh, okay. And so they move out into the country. Um, and the film is a little bit more of a thriller than it is actual horror, but there's there's plenty of suspense and plenty of, to, of tension to keep people uh, at the edge of their seats. That's uh, good. But once they move to this, this house, um, they kind of find out that uh, evil is a... Uh, Evil's lurking uh, behind the door, so to speak. Uh, but you know they're 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 looking for a new beginning, and it just doesn't go like they had hoped. There you go. I think it's so, going to be awesome. Like I, I yeah, I, I don't want to get too much about the story away because I don't want to spoil it. It's got such a brilliant twist ending to it. Um, you know, I, and I and honestly, Rachel Marie Lewis's performance. Uh, it, if that doesn't keep you captivated, uh, you really seek help because she is brilliant in it. There you go. I played a sheriff in a film that's coming out in a couple of weeks, I believe, and absolutely the best part to play is a sheriff because you can really feel the part. You get the power of being a cop, and you want to, like, smack people around, give them tickets, and do all <laughs> kinds of evil things. Ron got free food. He yeah. went out dressed yeah. in the... He I went was, in... Wait, let me tell you. I was in total costume as a cop with my gun, and Jimmy and I went into a 7-Eleven. We ordered some goodies, and they didn't charge me, but they charged Jimmy. And when I got outside, I said, Jimmy... <laughs> How come the bill is so little? He said they thought you were a real cop. I said, oh, good. Let's go get the crew now and go to an Italian restaurant. <laughs> no, note to self. Yes, uh, you should definitely take police officers more often for free food. Yeah, it no, works really listen, good. Listen to me, sweetie. Listen to me. Do this. Go have a dinner with your uniform. You'll get a free meal. <laughs> hey, it's really I, you know, cool. I had a similar experience on a film. I was playing, I was playing a uh, sheriff in a, in a short film that was uh, filming actually here in my area of Virginia several years ago. And we were trying to get this one shot outside, and these guys were out in this field 
flying, you know, one of those remote controlled airplanes, you know, like the real big, like six foot cross jobs. And it was just killing us on sound. So I drove over in my truck wearing my sheriff's outfit. <laughs> there you go. And asked them if they could ground it just long enough for uh, the movie crew to get that shot. And they were like, oh, yeah, sure. That's sure. Yeah, we don't mind. Sure. And, uh, yeah. That was let's like do you because I noticed you're in a lot of movies that are either um well like you have the Hillbilly Horror Show which is like a horror movie review show you do horror comedies you're in like uh, House of Good and Evil do you have like a favorite horror movie or like a series or something that you like a lot? Well, I mean, I'm very much you know the I'm all into the '80s classics. That's what I grew up with. You know, the Nightmare series, Halloween. Uh, matter of fact, with Hillbilly Horror Show. Uh, Tamara Glenn from Hill uh, from uh, Halloween Five is actually going to be joining the cast of Hillbilly Horror Show. Oh, there you uh, go. And, yeah, so uh, you know, I'm I'm very much old school uh, like that. Now, I mean, Hillbilly Horror Show is not really a review show as much as it's just a hosted anthology. Okay. Uh, we don't do we don't do kind of the the mystery science theater thing where we're popping up in the middle of the movie and and cracking jokes. It's really meant, I mean, Blue de Goyer, uh, who wrote and produced uh, House of Good and Evil, and that's, that's where we met and kind of teamed up, um, he, he and I came up with the, the, the whole concept of it's a mashup between Hee Haw and Creepshow and, uh, or Tales from the Crypt or something like that. And so you have this hillbilly family, Bo, Cephas, and our hot-kissing cousin Lulu, and by hot, I mean like tongue hanging out of your mouth, dragging the ground hot. Um, have to do something to offset me and see if it's, I mean, God, nobody'd watch the show if it was just us. But you have, uh, you have us, you know, doing little sketch bits that either lead into or comment coming out of each film that we're going to showcase in that volume. And we showcase four, uh, independent four short films, uh, in each volume. And we've got two volumes in the can so far. The first one just released on March 1st uh, on Vimeo On Demand. It's also available through realhouse.org. And, you know, people can find it directly by just going to hillbillyhorrorshow.com and check it out. It's 99 cents for a 24-hour rental for a limited time. And, I mean, it's loaded with award-winning short films. Uh, Frankie and the Ant uh, is the one that leads the volume off. And, uh, they just won the special jury prize at Nevada Film Festival, and I can't I can't even remember like five or six other awards. That's cool. Uh, just here recently, so it, it's 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 loaded. It's loaded. Dope. If you're a horror fan or you just like good laughs, it's a show for you. Go check it out. It's, Let's it's, go back to like that '80s stuff. So, like, how about the Lost sure. Boys? Did you like the Lost Boys? Yeah, I had God. I haven't seen that in freaking forever, man. Um, I, I I love the Lost Boys, um, but I was much more uh, I was much more a uh, Return of the Living Dead kind of guy. Okay, Lost Boys was cool, but you know, difference between you know drinking someone's blood and eating brains. I'll go brains all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the Lost Boys. It's like one of my favorite movies. Um, but I also like because I'm friends with a lot of different horror movie people. Like I usually like all the different movies that they're in, and so like I I watch everything. But I, and I love everything. Um, I also like a lot of the like horror, like the gore horror stuff, like the hostels and the and the saws and stuff like that. Bro, oh, those those are a little out of my reach. I mean, I I I watched the first saw 
and it is an it is an awesome horror film. But I'm sorry when Carrie always starts sawing his foot off. That that's where I'm like, whoa, hold on, hold on, no, I can't do this. <laughs> I know, even have a bust of. I have a Tobin oh, Bell real life bust in my like. Yeah, in my yeah. Office. I mean, you know, I just say I just say to pack a mini donuts. I can't watch this. <laughs> that's funny. I don't want to be cleaning the carpet later. It's just not going to work out well. I freaking like love it. Well, All right. There's a big difference between being scared and being, you know, nauseated. And I think that yeah. those chainsaw things and that crap is ugly. It doesn't scare me. It makes me feel sick. I think it's weird and, and very distasteful. But a good scary movie, a good ghosty or, or coming out of the, like the Night of the Living Dead, the original terrified me when I saw it. Yeah, those films are classics. Actually, isn't Night of the Living Dead, yeah. wasn't that one remade in the 90s with Tony Todd and... Uh... Yep. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, uh, yeah. I'm pretty good friends with Tony Todd, and who's the other guy now? Uh, Tom Tolls. Tom Tolls yeah. and Tony Todd are pretty I good friends I love, of mine. I love Tony Todd. He's a buddy. He's fun. Yeah, we interviewed him too. Yeah. He's been on the show a couple times. Yeah, he's great. Um, so let's go. Also, then, uh, uh, so you got a couple. I just want to make a mention because you have done some other movies with some pretty big people. Uh, I'm actually friends with Christian Campbell and his wife, but you did Immortal Island with Christian Campbell, Black Dog with Patrick Swayze, which like. Like what a cool thing to be in a movie with Patrick Swayze and rest in peace. Like we miss him. And oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. One one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your life was him. Yeah, everyone um, says I mean, that. I was I was an ex. I was a featured extra in that. I was a baby in the business. I mean, I had just got started, and here I end up in this featured extra role, and uh, you know, got to got to hang out with him while they were setting up shots, and I was just like, you know, I couldn't believe how down to earth and cool he was, and you know, just you know, full of uh, full of great advice, and uh, yeah, you you, you know, just you don't meet too many celebrities like him. I have found being in the business since I'm 19 and working with Sophia Loren, which was a thrill to me. The bigger the star, the more generous. It's the little crap asses that are starting off that think who the hell they are and they're nasty and they they're conceited and cold. But the real legendary I, stars are wonderful. I, I could I couldn't agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. Um, I mean, you know, not long after I did Black Dog, I, I was a stand-in on a miniseries, and I got to meet James Coburn right after he had won the Oscar for mm-hmm. Affliction. And you know, if anybody, if anybody has the right to have an ego, it's someone like James Coburn, and he just not an ounce. I mean, he was just so cool, just hung out, talked to anybody. You, you just uh, you don't make them like that anymore, you know. But do you find that if people have big egos, it shows in their performance and the audience doesn't like them? No one likes ego. I mean, I know, I know most of my friends that are not in the business, if they hear that somebody's gone Hollywood, they simply disconnect with them. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to say I agree. And, and I mean, that's one thing. I, you know, I don't care how successful I become in this business. Um, you know, if they if I become as big a star as Tom Hanks or nobody ever knows my name, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, right. I know who I am. I know who I, I know. I know where I came from and that's me. And, you know, if you like me, great. If you don't, okay. You know, so, uh, but I'm still going to be exactly who I am right now. You know I mean? I have friends say all the time, yeah, well, one of these days you'll be too big to hang out with all us. And I'm like, I'll be no. sitting right here drinking no. a beer with all you fools sitting around a campfire or something, <laughs> just like I am right now. I, Actually, I mean, you know, I, I no. just I, I am who I am, and I'm not going to change at this point. You see, I love the work, and I don't confuse exactly. my personality with my work. 
I'm in a factory. You know, I work in factories, cold factories, and then the lights come on and you have a combination of freezing feet and burning eyebrows. That's where I work, yeah. in film. In film. That's my factory, my work. When I leave yeah. there, I don't, I don't take it with me. I leave it in the factory till the next morning when I'm shooting again. And, Absolutely. You know, to take it home with you, I mean, you become Norma Desmond. You know, you don't want to be Norma Desmond. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, and that's, that's really the mentality I come in every role with is, you know, I don't care if it's the smallest role in the film or if I'm leading the film. It doesn't matter to me. me I'm there to give 110%. Mm. I'm going to do it every single take, even if the camera's not on me, because I've got to perform for the people that are on camera. At that's that right. That's right. You know, and you're also, not going to be not going to be coming to a C-stand. No, and and everybody thinks that filmmaking is so glamorous. Oh, my God, you do movies. (laughs) They should know the agony when you're waiting for a setup. It's like you had to play cards for 10 hours. You know, you're waiting for the lighting. You're waiting for the sound. Then something goes wrong. A star, something happens. There's always something on a set that screws you up. You're working 12, 14, 16 hours a day doing the same Mm -hmm. crap over and over again. It's torturous. Do you agree? I, I would have to say, yeah. I mean, I've been really fortunate. Most of the projects that I've worked on have all run very, very smoothly. Uh, but, you know, I mean, when you're juggling between, at least a lot of times in my world, where you're juggling between being an actor and also being a producer, um, you know, you do have some issues. Uh, I mean, Immortal Island, for one example, um you know, we start filming, and three days into filming, Hurricane Rita decides to roll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so bad. That, that's not. That's not good. That's not <laughs> no, good. no, especially especially when you're on an independent film budget and mm-hmm. you can't afford to lose four days of shooting. Right. But you you lose four days of shooting to a hurricane real quick, and uh, you just kind of hunker down and hope for the best, and and hope that you and your equipment are still there when it's all over and done with. But you know, that, I mean, you have to scramble at that point. You've got to figure out what can be cut, what, what you know, you can work around in post, and, and you have to, you know, find a way to keep the project going. And that's, you know, but if, if you come at this business with the, you know, with a more of a can-do attitude and, and more of a work ethic of, you know, you're not afraid to get your, your hands dirty and you're willing to get in there, I mean, you know, hence, uh, why the why Blue and I named our our company Filthy Fingernails? Another you know, question I mean, for you. Another question for you. Yeah. When you see your film, I think this happens to me. Do you sit there and cringe and say, "Why am I in this business? I stink." That's what I do. I say, "Why am I in this business? I'm terrible." And then everybody tells you how great you are, and you just sit there and you go, "Oh my God, this film is a lemon." Oh my God, it's awful. What am I, how am I going to lie to my friends now and say this drama that we've seen is really a comedy? <laughs> how does, uh, how know, do you work with that? I, I've gotten better about it. Um, I, I, my wife, if my wife was on the line right now, she would tell you, yes, he sits and nit, nitpicks his performances apart. And yes, I will. Uh, I have gotten better after I watch you know, a film or a performance, a particular performance in a film two or three times, I'll relax about it and, you know, take it for what it is and then look for ways to kind of build upon it and, you know, do something better next time. Uh, I always want to try to get one step better each time minimum. Do you but, watch the dailies? Uh, yeah. Do you watch your dailies? Do you watch your dailies, the rushes? 
Yeah, if, if there's playback available, I want to see it. Um, I, do, I don't I mean, because I, I'll quit. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I seriously mean it. If I see my, no, if I see the rushes, I say I'm out of this film. It's, it's not working for me. I hate myself. Well, I tell you what, I actually lo- I love the fact now that, you know, you get that instant uh, playback and I can step I can step behind the camera real quick. I can see what I'm doing. Uh, you know, and if I see something in there I don't like, I got no problem looking at the director and say, give me one more of those. Uh, now, of course, that's easier on indie sets, uh, you know, bigger sets. You don't have that luxury unless you're one of the major stars. But exactly. even then, I see I, I've seen them, you know, go back there and look and say, "Yeah, I want to try that again. I want to do it this way. I'll try sure. that." Sure. And and that was, you know, I mean, like I I did a film um, uh, called The Cabining, uh, which is making its premiere this April at uh, Bare Bones International Film Festival in uh, Oklahoma, and uh, is actually up for best horror feature, as a matter of fact. But good job, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, it's a great little horror comedy, and I got the uh, Steve Capera, who was the writer and director, really gave me a lot of latitude in that. He said, you know, look, I know you do improv stuff, turn it loose. Just, you know, I trust you. If I don't like something, I'll let you know. And I, I don't think I, I'm, he kept probably nine out of every ten things I threw out there, whether it was just thinking a one-liner or me saying, hey, I want to try to take this completely different direction. Let me try something. Well, you've answered, um, you've answered my next question because my next question uh, was, do you think putting your own input into the uh, to your lines is better for the film? I do. I was playing a cop from Brooklyn. Some of the lines were just not a Brooklyn cop's lines. I mean, like, oh, shucks, heck darn. You know, Brooklyn cops don't say things like that. So I sort of, <laughs> well, you know, no. I mean, my... My line may have read like they say on the air, but (laughs) no, my line my line may have read something like "Gee whiz, I hate this gun." (laughs) That's not Brooklyn, so I no. Do do you do you do that? Is what I was asking, but I think you answered it already. Absolutely, yeah, I do, Um, and and of course, you know, I mean, obviously, with my voice, I play a lot of Southern people. Well, can you get rid of it? Can can you lose it? Can you lose, uh, you lose to, your southern accent? To a degree, uh, I have to. I have to kind of work at it for a couple hours, but I can tone it back. Um, right. I probably can't do squat right now because I got a, a head cold. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I do work some exercises if I've got to lose it. I'll work them for a couple hours before I go into an audition, and it usually tones it back a good bit. But uh, I can always I, I tell love when it, I read like a script. I, I, I lose my New York accent only when I do a script, not in conversation like now. I've got a total Brooklyn, New York accent. But when I do a movie, the script, I study it and I pronounce everything as the script is and my accent goes away. So I think you English people do that. English English people do that when they do American. They pronounce yeah. it. Each, you know, it's easy when you memorize something. When you're talking from the top of your head, you're not really converting. But when you memorize, I mean, I could do it with an Asian accent, a Spanish accent, any accent. Can you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, again, I, I try to lose it. Uh, I could probably do an English accent a lot easier than I could lose my Southern accent. Oh, we have to. Um, but, uh, you know, when I read a script, especially if it's set in the South, I can always tell if the writer was Southern. I can tell oh, sure. by the, the colloquialisms that they use and things sure. like that. And I'm sitting there going... No, we don't, we don't say that. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, 
And well, you, you know, when I yeah, see that, right. I, I try to bring my own flavor to it. There you go. So we gotta we gotta start to wrap up. Yep. Because we're going to run out of time. So we want everybody to know more about you, though. So I know that you're on Twitter. Uh, if they follow you on Twitter, they can follow you at Bo Keister, right? That's right. Um, they can find me on Twitter at Bo Keister. They can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bo Keister. Um, check out Hillbilly Horror Show. Uh, I mean, if you like horror films, you like a good laugh, there's plenty to be had, uh, you know, Right now, limited time, 99 cents. You can rent it for 24 hours, watch it all you want to. Uh, volume 2 will be coming out May 1st. Uh, we're, uh, we're working towards uh, getting it on Roku and a few other areas. So uh, it's just going to keep taking off. And, you know, follow, uh, follow Hill, uh, Hillbilly Horror Show at hillbillhorror uh, or at hillbillhorror or facebook.com forward slash Show. Perfect. And uh, if you want to watch the video, just go to hillbillyhorrorshow.com. It's right there on our homepage. Just click it. After the trailer plays, you can rent it for 99 cents. Perfect. And rock and roll. Enjoy. And we, wanna, we also want to thank Clint Morris from October Coast and Publishing for setting this interview up. Again, congratulations on all the stuff you got going on. And anytime you get anything to promote, let us know. And we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. And Bo, no I hope I work thank with you. Guys. you. I, Bo, I hope I work with you one day. That would be fun. Absolutely, that would be awesome. I'd love to have love We'd to have, have that a ball. Happen. We'd have a great time on the set. Uh, and say yeah, hello and to. I want to the- let all the guys out there know. You know, if you're not into horror and everything else, you will be into Lulu. Go there you see go. Lulu. Okay, Lulu. if she don't get your tail wagging, ain't nothing going to get it wagging. Oh, and say you say know? goodbye to guest Liam because guest Liam likes says thank you guys. Oh, we we missed out on guest Liam. Dag on it. <laughs> So just say goodbye Next to Guest Liam oh, and uh, and Bo. We'll talk to Bye, you soon. Guess, if you need anything, let us know. Okay. Take Thanks care, so much. Bo. Take care, Bo. Thanks, guys. Bye, Take care. Bye. 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 Everybody needs to go see Remember the Titans. I'm not kidding. You. One of my all-time favorite movies. I know that you watch it, but he was really good on this show because I think our viewers, or listeners and viewers, were so interested in all that he was saying because it kind of brings the audience backstage to know what it is that we do and how hard we work to bring them. Joy, happiness, and horror and love in filmmaking. Absolutely. Well, it's time to say bye-bye. to. No, we still have like three minutes, I think. Chad, how much time do we got? Three and a half. Three and a half half minutes. minutes. What can we do in three and a half minutes? Well, number one, we'll tell everybody that next week on the Jimmy Star Show, we have Melinda Doolittle. She was on American Idol a couple years ago. She was a, a huge voice. Um, she was like written up as like one of the best voices to come a- around in many, many years. She's fantastic, so I'm real excited that we're going to have Melinda Doolittle on the show. And a great surprise is coming your way, everybody, in a few weeks, because Jimmy is signing to Monarchy label. No, uh, no, don't, you can't say anything. No, I'm not giving names. Okay. Oh, I won't give the names yet. <laughs> I'm not, everything is a secret in this friggin' business. But anyway. Well, until you, don't, until you have a signed contract, well, you don't have a signed contract. Right. <laughs> anyway, he's bringing to Some Mo- great to, talent. To Monarchy. 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 <laughs> yeah, Churchill said it that way. Come on, get it no, right. You're Monarchy. Getting, you're making me correct. Don't mention that name, please. <laughs> um, anyway. I screwed it up, so what's the point in going on? Monarchy Records, we're going to have great talent coming great soon. Great talent. Really, I'm serious. Big talent, fabulous new music is coming our way. Absolutely. Can't wait to announce their names because they are incredible. It's going to be so, so huge and so fabulous, we can't wait. Mm-hmm. And I hope everybody liked that Marry Me single by... Um, 
Uh, Randy Gill. I had to think about it. Randy Gill's new Marry Me single and get all the new things. And also, we want to thank all our syndicates. W4CY Radio, our home station. WROM in Detroit. Planet Radio Network in New York, LA, Ontario, and London. WBAD.net in Washington, D.C. Jackalope Radio in Kansas City. 76th Street Network in Omaha, Nebraska. You can also hear us on iHeart Radio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. All of the above and more. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. And please, everyone, go to the, on your Facebook to B Angie B and look her up and see what she's all about and get ready for her song, which will be out in a few weeks called Love. It's just fantastic. They're It'll awesome. Make you fall in love. It's the most beautiful song I've heard since Johnny Manthis is wonderful, wonderful. So those of you who don't know who he is or what that song is, look him up. Chad, you know who Johnny Mathis is, right? Of course. He, uh, you know, blessed our Christmas every year. There you go. Well, Johnny Mathis has been out. That's Ron's favorite singer of all time. He's good. He he premiered in 1956, and I'm happy to say that Johnny is still working, doing concerts all over the world. Yeah, he released an album in 2013. At 76 years old, he's the longest recording artist to stay in the business without one moment of being... Out of the out of the loop is to say he's released like 50 and I'm albums. so proud to say that I've been in Johnny's company many times. I, he's not a friend. I wish he was, but he certainly is a wonderful person to be around. He's charming and sweet and shy, and just a beautiful human being who sings beautiful music. There you go. And everybody, tune into Ken Pettigrew. Also, tune into the Irish Ginger Irish Ginger Show Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY.com and listen to us on all our syndicates. And Chad, how was that? Have we got enough time? Or are we done? You rocked it. All right, everybody. We Bye. will see you next week. Thank you so much for coming on to the Jimmy Star Show chat room. We love you. See you soon. And everybody, have a great, great weekend. Peace. Chad, we'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Sitting down and designing Why every man never thinking What are we gonna be wearing Yo, I'm a Liverpool MC You can't test me Big up the girls inside the party Let's get down to crazy Jimmy Big up myself and known as I'll be The one and only the Turkish MC Always love the clothes of Jimmy Bitch, I'm your one I wanna be Jimmy's stuff, new celebrity We'll take you out